It's another edition of Once Upon a Podcast. Welcome. Everything you need to know about planning a Disney vacation from us, the Disney enthusiasts at Once Upon a Vacation, an authorized Disney vacation planner. So we're going to be talking about all things Disney, and literally today it is more about all things. We've had a lot of themed podcasts, and today we're going to be answering some questions. So we'll be talking about cruising, we'll be talking about Walt Disney World, we'll be talking about Disneyland, uh, possibly even Alani Resort in Hawaii, and Adventures by Disney. We can help you out with all of it. Uh, so whatever your question is, we want to hear about it and we can address it uh, to you directly on Facebook and then maybe share it with everybody else on a future podcast. So anything Disney related, when you want to travel, we'll help you with concierge level service. Find us at onceuponavacation.com or on Facebook, facebook.com slash onceuponavacation. And we start with the owner of Once Upon a Vacation. Hi, Mindy Horner. Hello, Pete. You are in rare form today, aren't you? Aren't I? It's, it's like we didn't even chat before uh, before the recording of the podcast began. Only about 40 minutes of sarcasm and harassment. That all came from Mindy, by the way. I did not mm -hmm. start the way I roll. any of that. And then there's uh -uh. Toby Duffy. Hi, Toby. I'm not rolling with either one of you. Yeah, I, that's the wisest choice that I've heard all day. No, uh, no, no. My name I'm more is... of a waddle. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Pete, if you didn't gather that, and we're all here to dive a little further in depth with a variety of questions. So different things are coming up. If they're general interest questions enough uh, that may apply to somebody else's trip, we're going to go ahead and address them here. So it's just a, a general Q&A that will be educational for you. We're going to start with a client who said, Hey, we moved from um, the All-Star Movies Resort over to the All-Star Music Resort because of free dining. Because All-Star Movies didn't have the free dining offering. Yeah, we got that all set up. Uh, is it true that Disney is closing the food court for renovations for about four months? Yeah, that would be true. We can move you again. We can get you into a different resort that actually has food. So that is reality coming up this fall. And it's going to end up being a whole lot better. We've talked to you about the the upgrades and refurbishments that are happening at the, at the Polynesian Resort. Well, this time for fall of 2014, tentative dates, first week in August through the third week in December, the All-Star Music Food Court will be closed to be refurbished. So what they're going to do is bus you to the other All-Star Resorts, and it's not that far. You can also walk over there to grab your breakfast, lunch, or dinner and have your food options if you're in the All-Star area. But if you can't move, if there isn't another place that we can get you into, that is an option. But if that's on the horizon and you like the All-Star region, All-Star music is not where you want to be this fall. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, some people never eat at the food court. So if you don't go to the food court, then don't let that detour you. In fact, it might actually be a nice place to be because probably less uh, people will be there than normal. But if, if you're one that you want to go to the food court, you know, every morning to get some breakfast or if you want to go and get your coffee and go back at night for a snack and that kind of thing, then, yeah, I think it might be wise to check out the other options just for convenience. And it really wasn't that much much different. It was a, a family of three, mom, dad, and a child. And we were able to get them moved over to Pop Century at uh, essentially less than $100, really, to get them moved over there. And Pop Century, also a value resort, they do offer the free dining and the dates happen to work out. So they'll have the food court there and it'll be, it'll be a fantastic option. Uh, Toby, you've seen this. And, and Mindy, jump in too because you've been there. As long as we're talking about refurbishing 
the Polynesian Resort on the monorail line there, home of uh, the Lapu Lapu drink at the Polynesian Resort and one of my favorite restaurants, Ohana. That whole area is still being refurbished. That's going to go on for a while, but nothing is all the way closed. Just some construction going on, right? Well, I, I don't know about all the way closed, but I was actually surprised on how much is walled up. Um, I've never seen, of course, this is my first official, you know, refurbishment of a resort for me and to be able to see it. I was actually surprised how much is walled up and closed off and it's still a functioning resort. It blew my mind. And with all the construction out on the water and just logistics of walking around, they're moving this and that. It, it really did surprise me a little bit. And, uh, I, I just, I was kind of blown away that they're still open. Because normally most places would close down for refurbishment. Well, not at Disney, but it just it just seemed like that they I don't know how they do it, Nindy. I mean, you're you're the yeah. pro at this. I just don't know how they do it. Well, well, generally when they do refurbishments, they're doing the rooms and they take a few at a time, and it's not something that you notice. You know, Grand Floridian just came out of a refurbishment that you didn't even notice because it was just some rooms at a time. But at the Poly, it is a full blown. I mean, they might as well be gutting that place and starting over the way it looks, honestly. And they are going to be closing the pool for quite some time, we're hearing. Well, in fact, I guess it's officially now on on our internal Disney site. July 26th is going to be that closing date for the volcano pool, and it's probably not going to open back up until sometime in 2015. And that's, that's a long time. So not really, I, I shouldn't say not a place that we would recommend, but a place that we're going to make you aware of if you're looking to book that anytime within the next year. Uh, let's talk about a question that you had, Mindy, about... Quick service versus dining plus versus uh, value resort and moderate resort when it comes to the free dining plan or really any dining plan uh, when you're it doesn't really matter what resort you're at. There's some upgrades. What was the exact question that your client had? Well, this particular client was looking for the free dining offer and they were wanting to stay at a value resort, but they didn't want the quick serve dining plan. So we said, you know, basically that's not a problem. When Disney offers free dining, they do offer for the quick serve for free for those value resorts. But you can pay the price difference between the quick serve plan and the regular plan and go ahead and upgrade your dining. So you're getting the quick serve for free, you pay a minimal amount, and then you get that full middle dining plan that includes the one table service, one counter service, and one snack for each person. Well, honestly, the question that I had was, if I stay at a value resort, do I only have to eat quick service meals? Because that's what they offer. And my answer was no, you can actually, you can do a dining plan service to where you can have table service and the quick service, or you can, you can go as high up as they go, but just know that you're not going to get any table services at a quick, uh, at a uh, value resort. Right. You're going to have to travel to be able to get to a, a table service restaurant. Exactly. There's going to be some travel involved. And honestly, that that's kind of part of the adventure. You get to go and experience and see a different resort if you go to a resort or if you go to a different park to eat for your table service. The next question that comes in that becomes very popular is people taking a Disney cruise. And that is, how do I get there? Mindy, there are a lot of options. If you're staying at Walt Disney World, there is bus transportation that will actually pick you up at your resort and take you out to Port Canaveral. But there isn't transportation if you're going down to the Miami port. Uh, it's not as easy to tack that on there. We have some independent car options. You can also park there. But let's start with timing. So if you're thinking about a cruise, this is where you need to pay attention to Once Upon a Podcast this week. 
let's start and talk about timing. You don't want to get to Florida the day that your cruise leaves if you're flying, right, Mindy? Right. I would always recommend that you fly in at least one day prior because flights are delayed and things happen and they will not wait on you. So you definitely want to come in the night before for certain if you're flying, even if you're driving. I don't think it's a bad idea to go ahead and plan on that in case something comes up. Okay. Just because... Like you said, if things happen, you can always check into Walt Disney World if that's where you're going a day late. But that cruise ship is leaving, you know, with anywhere from three to 5,000 people on it. They're not going to hold it up and, you know, keep it anchored there for a few more minutes because your right. plane is late. It is going to set sail yeah. and, and you'll end up missing mm -hmm. it. So uh, there is not a flight or a major airline airport next to Port Canaveral. Orlando is where you're going to be going. Orlando International Airport is about 45 minutes away from Port Canaveral. That's where you're going to need to go. So the options include the bus transportation that Disney guys say provides, but it's $70 per person round trip, and that includes the baggage handling and door-to-door -door service from the airport. True? Yes. It's If you choose to do it through Disney, you can do that. Um that's an option. I actually like Park Avenue Limo. We use um, them quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Charlie is there, and he's a friend of ours. And you can, you know, kind of price it out. It's going to depend on how many people you have. But oftentimes, that's going to actually be the most economical way for you to do it. And then other people simply want to do it that way because then they can arrive at the port when they want to arrive at the port. If you're doing Disney transportation with those transfers, they're going to tell you what time they pick you up. But if you arrange your own private transfers, you have more say in what time you get to the port and what time you board the ship. Right. And I just had that situation where I talked to Charlie. And uh, uh, to be able to do a family of four, kind of on the fence as to whether or not we could do a town car or if they were going to step it up to a limo because it was the kids are a little bit younger. And if you did that for four people at going from Walt Disney World or from the airport, you're looking at $70 times four, 280 bucks. Uh, that came in a little bit higher, but it was for a limo. That's great because you've got the space, you're not having to ride a bus, and you don't have to deal with the exact times of the Disney transportation. Not to say the Disney transportation is not going to be outstanding, but you're going to be all of your luggage and all of you people on a bus together. Uh, and plus, the kids get to ride in a limo. I mean, come on. So that was a little bit more. But I'll tell you, I booked a cruise for 14 people, a big family that's traveling a little bit later on in the year. And that was going to be wildly expensive. 14 people times $70 round trip. That definitely adds up. So we talked to Charlie at Park Avenue Limo, and he was able to get a smaller bus and they pull a trailer behind that to help carry all the luggage because that small bus doesn't have a ton of luggage space. They pull the trailer included. It cut the cost by 50% to be able to do that. And you're on your own schedule. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out really well. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Disney bus transportation because it's still going to be top-notch customer service. But just know that we have other options. So when you're budget-minded like that, we're going to give you the best possible service while looking at the best possible price for you. Mm -hmm. What about parking there if you're driving? You're not going to add a night at Walt Disney World. You're going to drive down from the southeastern part of the United States, maybe six hours, eight hours. Uh, the parking options there. There's a lot of signs that say, park here, last place to park before the cruise. Um, do you trust those? Do you not trust those? Have you ever done it, Mindy? 
We parked right there at the port when we drove down last time, and I just went on to Port Canaveral's website. I prepaid the parking. It was a covered parking garage, um, very secure. There are probably cheaper ways to go, mm -hmm. but I wanted convenience, and I wanted my car to be protected from the weather, and right there, I didn't want to take that secondary transportation, you know, from a, an off-site parking lot to the port. Right. So you can look around, and I'm sure there's multiple options, but personally, if, if I'm not doing a car service, I'm just going to park right there at the port, have it be nice and easy and secure. And at the time we're recording this, summer of 2014, uh, the price was $20 per night. So three-night cruise, you're looking at 60 bucks. Seven-night cruise, you're going to be looking at, at uh, what, $140 if you're going to drive and, and uh, park there on your own. I'm not going to recommend any, any of those other places. You always want to go with what's uh, kind of in the family, even though it may be a little bit more expensive than parking someplace else. It's probably worth it. You're going to be safer that way. Uh, well, 20 bucks isn't bad at all, actually, especially if you're driving. It's still cheaper than flying, and your car is right there. Mindy's right. Convenience, to me, actually outweighs the the cost of it. I think that's great. That's really reasonable. I thought it was going to be more. And there's no uh, no need for a, for a shuttle there on site, Mindy? You were able to walk from that parking deck to the terminal? Well, you know, we were... We were dropped off, and then Brad was able to walk from the parking deck to the terminal. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get downright technical about it all, he had no problem making that walk. So technically, you know? um, you're not having to wait on a bus when you get off the ship. Uh, one person in your party walks to get the car and then pulls up curbside mm -hmm. and uh, loads up the princesses. I, well, you know, actually, I think when we when we got off, we all walked to the car. Yeah. But on the way there, they dropped us off. My dad dropped off my mom. Brad dropped the kids and I off. And if if you guys remember correctly, if you I don't remember, Pete, if you were with us then, but I was actually on the phone booking free dining for people <laughs> the entire way to the port and then getting onto the ship still doing it was crazy it was one of those crazy free dining drops that just lasted forever and ever and ever so i don't remember a ton of details on that other than you know it was like okay get out here and they came and they took our bags from us right there um because they do that similar to you know like when you are boarding an airplane they're going to take your luggage from you mm -hmm. so that it can go into its own scanning process and then it'll be delivered to your room later on in the day so that's another good thing just keep in mind on those cruises if you're going to want to swim right away or something like that have those things in your carry-on bag because it can be a couple of hours before the luggage shows up in your stateroom. All right. Good to know. This is Once Upon a Podcast with Mindy, Toby, and me, Pete. Once Upon a Podcast is part of Once Upon a Vacation. We're an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can get this podcast every single week for free on iTunes. Just go to your iTunes store and type in Once Upon a Vacation, and boom, there we are. It's absolutely free. It'll just... Uh, uh, subscribe, and it'll be on your iPhone every single week with new information. Or you can interact with us and ask your own question on Facebook, facebook.com slash onceuponavacation. Uh, so thank you for all the likes. Thank you for all the listens to the podcast and sharing it with all of your friends. So now let's walk back over to the Magic Kingdom inside Walt Disney World. Mindy, you had another question from a client and you're going to have to explain how this works because it even got a little convoluted as you were trying to explain it. Be Our Guest Restaurant is quick serve during the day. It is table service at night. 
and somehow you can tie in the FastPass Plus, but only for part of the day. Now, you walked a client through this. Exp explain the question and then go into your answer, please. Well, Disney is doing some test phase things right now with some of their quick serve dining opportunities. So Be Our Guest is currently one of those restaurants that they are testing out the fast passes. And they will send you an email letting you know that you can make a fast pass during your stay for Be Our Guest for lunch. It does not count as one of your attraction fast passes. So you'll still be able to get the three attraction ones. This is in addition to that. And you can choose whether or not you want to go ahead and place your order now before you even go on vacation. Or if you just want to be kind of fast pass through the line to get to the kiosk to place your order there. So you'll make that choice. You'll select a time frame that you are going to show up at Be Our Guest, scan your magic band, utilizing that fast pass to get in, and then you will pay for your meal as normal either with the dining plan or out of pocket. Um, when the clients actually got this invitation, she said, they keep talking about they're inviting us, but like, is this free? Are we paying for it? Yeah, you still have to pay for lunch. It's not a free lunch, but they're inviting you to be a part of this test to see how it works to do some fast passes for the counter service. Um, if you don't get that email, there's a link you can go and, and try to get in. You know, there's another way around the system that's been working for months. But again, when something's in test phase, because it works this way today, doesn't mean it's going to work that way tomorrow. Sure. So we'll have to deal with everybody, you know, on a case-by-case -case basis to get you set up. But the great news is if you want to try to be our guest and you were not able to get the table service reservations for dinner, you don't want to stand in line for an hour or two hours or however long it may be for lunch. This is a third option, and that is utilizing the fast pass opportunity. So it is a little bit confusing. People wonder if it's going to count as an attraction or how are they going to pay for it or how do they order. And, you know, you, we'll just walk you through all of that step by step. Um, I personally, I like ordering at the kiosk because I it's it's bad enough to figure out where you want to eat six months from now or whatever, but to know exactly what you're going to have for that meal, I prefer to wait until we are right there eating. Um, so that's the way we did it when we used it. And it just took us maybe 10 minutes to wait in line and order the food at the kiosk. And then we just went on to our table like, like normal. And at that point, everything proceeds as usual. They bring your food out to you. You get your drinks and, and it counts as a quick serve meal. Wow, that's awesome. Probably get your food faster than it took to explain that because it is convoluted. I'm not I'm not saying it took you a long time to yeah. explain it, but wow, there's a lot to that. I mean, ultimately, well, it's, it's anytime they're doing the testing things because you always feel like it's well, it could be like this or it may be like that or da 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 da. You know, you want people to be informed, and the best thing is just talk to the agent that's that's booking you, whoever your travel agent is, and say, "Tell me how to do this. What do I need to know?" And then they can tell you exactly the way to do it according yeah. with how the test phase is running at that moment. All right, Does that makes sense. It does. It does. It, Toby, do you have anything else on that? Because I've got another question to throw out at you. Not on that, no. Okay. Uh, a very basic question. Uh, Mindy, what's a PIN code? Why haven't I gotten one? Who gets them? What's the rhyme and reason to it? Will I get a PIN code? How how many people does it go to? 
Okay, that was well, more than one like question. The, <laughs> it ha- yeah. all has to do with yeah. the the pin code, though, that, that uh, maybe your neighbor got or you've heard an aunt or uncle or cousin talk about, like, oh, you need to get that. You need to get the pin code. Yeah, and you do. Everybody needs a pin code. How do you get a pin code? That's the million-dollar question. Um, Disney has to have your information, first of all, because you're going to get this code either through the regular mail or through email, but it is going to be specific to your family. So if you haven't registered on WaltDisneyWorld.com, signed up for their email updates and that sort of thing, go ahead and do that. That ups your chances. Going to Disney, obviously, in my opinion, ups your chances as well. Um, When you get this long code, it's going to have an offer that is not currently available to the general public or maybe it's for different dates we've seen free dining pin codes out right now that include dates that are blacked out of the general public offer so here's the key as long as the person that received the pin code is going on the vacation you can book using that discount for your room plus two more rooms so if uncle charlie got the discount code he can get it for his room, your room, and cousin Susie's room. But if Uncle Charlie isn't going, you and Susie are out of luck. So the person whose name is attached to the PIN code has to be the lead guest on one of those reservations. Um, Are they random? Probably not. There's probably some huge algorithm that we don't know of. We can't find a great rhyme or reason as to who gets them when or how. I know I ordered my nephew, who was like three months old at the time, some of the maps, you know, those personalized maps Mm -hmm. before our trip a few years ago. He's gotten several pin codes since then. And he's, you know, uh, he's a toddler now. So mm, kind of odd, but it's got to be in that case, it has to have been tied to his name being on receiving those personalized maps. So Test it out. Try some things. And then um, keep an eye on your email and on your regular mail from from the post office. Because anything that you get from Disney Destinations that has a long, I think it's 12 or 14 digit code on it, that is the elusive pin offer. Okay. And get in touch with us when you get it. Because we're more than happy to, to coordinate that for you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we want to we, we want to know we want to know who got the pin code and what the offer is. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. we're, we only have a couple more minutes left here. Toby, do you have any more questions either for Mindy or questions that clients have asked you? I've got uh, let's see, two questions, and they're actually really simple. And I think I know the answer for both, but I'm just going to pose it to you. Uh, dough whips. Uh, do we should we stand in line and wait for a dough whip? Yes or no? Mm, that was actually asked of me on Sunday when I met with a client, um, and I said yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, I think they're worth it. And he goes, "Well, I just I just don't know. Is is it better to get a churro or a dough whip?" I'm going get them both. You're on vacation. <laughs> um, I don't get the dough whips. I, to me, I I don't get it. I, I it's well, okay. I wouldn't wait in line for it. Now, the, when we were there, and they probably have them all the time, but the orange flavor one, mm-hmm. that was really good. And I like pineapple, so the Dole Whip, I, I'm automatically in it because I like pineapple, but the orange was really good. The orange flavor was really good. I, and they sell more than just, just the Dole Whip or the orange whip. They've got the uh, – you can buy like a spear or a chunk of pineapple that's cold, and that was really cool because that was good. The Dole Whip float is 
that is worth standing in line in a 20-person deep line. The Dole Whip. Really? Yeah, the Dole Whip is worth standing in a 10-person line. <laughs> and, and there's your answer. I mean, that that is not even up for debate or opinion. That is fact. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, look it up. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. <laughs> I would like to see them marry the Lapu Lapu and the Dole Whip and see they what do. they do. They during do. food and wine. Yeah, during food and wine, you can get a Dole Whip that has alcohol in it at Epcot. Not but at, is, uh, but is it in a pineapple? No, it's not. See, that's pineapple. what they need to marry. They need to marry it all together in that little pineapple. But that and, pineapple would be heavy to carry around. <laughs> who said who'd have to carry it? In <laughs> <laughs> the. Oh. <laughs> Who says you have to get a food and wine? Uh, now, uh, this really isn't a question, but this is something that I'm going to pose. Well, I guess it is a question to you two. Have you ever um, eaten there in Sleepy Hollow? Yes, every time. There's a window there. They do this <laughs> oh, this, oh, this <laughs> waffle sandwich. <laughs> it, I always talk about food, but it was delicious. Um, and I never knew about it. I passed by that thing all the time. I thought it was just you get drinks there. Oh, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. It is food. Yeah, that is our favorite place to spend a snack credit. Oh, yeah. They're in the Magic Kingdom, Sleepy Hollow, and it depends. Sometimes they will um, do things for you for snack credits that aren't noted on the menu. just kind of depends on who the cast member is. But um, they also have those fantastic ice cream chocolate chip cookie sandwiches yes. that are like the size of your head. Yeah. That are phenomenal. And they do funnel cakes. They do like root beer floats. It's, I'm not kidding you. That is our go to place for snack credits. And yeah. then right around the corners, the, it's, it's like an outdoor vendor. They'll sell baked potatoes, baked sweet potatoes. They have a sandwich sometimes, roasted corn on the cob. But it's just all right there in that little Sleepy Hollow area. I, Pete, have you ever experienced any of that? I haven't, uh, but you know I'm going to be there in less than oh. a week, so I'll let you, you know. You need to look at it. If the family's, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and people watch. Then just indulge yourself because they have nice little chairs and they have mm-hmm. umbrellas and stuff. It really is a good place if you don't want to do a quick service meal. You don't have a table service reservation, but you're wanting a snack or maybe because you could make a lunch out of it. It is a great little place to sit in the shade and do some people watching. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That, but, but the Dole Whip question led into that. But that really was a question I was supposed. Is it worth waiting in line? And I go, you, you darn right it is. I, I would, I would tend to agree. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's just how how long the the line is. You know, for example, the Frozen Princesses. By the way, is there a shortcut around that? That's a common question. You know, how can we get in? We didn't get the Fast Pass, but there has to be a way to get in to see Anna and Elsa from Frozen. Uh, yes, there is, and it is three hundred minutes. Five hours in line, standby line. That that's the best I can do for you. Well, I've it's heard a little times, better. Yeah, yeah I've heard a, since they've extend, expanded the times. I've heard it's a little better. Yeah, they're just having to pay them, you know, some overtime. I think Anna and Elsa are spending more time in the Magic Kingdom, so that opened up more fast passes. Which reminds me too, if you looked for a fast pass and it was not available, go back and check again now because since they've extended their times, people have been able to go back and grab fast passes when there were none before. But, yeah, there's really no other way. They don't have them at, at any of the character meals yet. I don't know if they're going to put them there or not. But right now, you pretty much are going to stand in line if you don't have that fast pass. I know a real easy way to see them. And it's not it's not changing the system. It's go to the parade. You yeah. may not get FaceTime with them, but we were happy. You know, mm-hmm. so, but uh, that's what I always tell clients. Is it is it on your priority list? No, we'd like to see them go to the parade. 
spend your time somewhere else. Yeah, that way you get to see him. Last question, Mindy. When are we going to be able to book for 2015? Oh, my gosh. I'm hoping soon. Um, I'm anticipating sometime between tomorrow and six weeks from tomorrow. How about that? <laughs> awesome. I, I'll tell you what it's going to be. Um, it's going to be when you're on vacation. It will be the, it will be the be. day. It will be the day I start vacation. Mm-hmm. That's right. Having to do it, yep. which I'm more than happy to do, do it remotely, but while I'm at Disney. But you know what they should have? They should have a little walk-up window for um, agents from Once Upon a Vacation that are there at Disney. So when those things yeah. drop, I can just walk right up. I can go into the call center, fill out my paperwork, no wait time. Uh-huh. Get that done while you're down there, will you? Yeah, can I was you just talk to say, somebody about that? Mindy, make that happen. Uh, yeah, I'll see what yeah. I can do for you. That will wrap it up for this week. We hope you've learned a few things about planning your next Disney vacation. And if you like, have any questions uh, that you'd like to know the answer to, uh, and you really think that we could answer them, not necessarily Toby and me, but uh, Mindy can. Go ahead and send us those questions. We'll get right back to you, and we may use them on a future podcast. So whether it's Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Alani, or Disney Cruise Lines, we'll help turn your Disney dreaming into a Disney reality. There's never a fee for what we do. Onceuponavacation.com or send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash onceuponavacation. We'll talk to you next week.